Hello, welcome and kumusta. This time I would like to discuss with you some neurological conditions and I would like us to have some overview of neurological conditions. So the objective of this conversation is uh, one is we'll have a discussion on the on the organization of neurological impairment for adult population and we are going to familiarize ourselves with common neurological conditions. We're also going to discuss and we'll have an overview of clinical actions that we can be doing. Now, neurological impairments can be categorized in few things. It can be categorized based on the onset, based on the location. So whether in terms of location, whether it is an upper motor neuron or a lower motor neuron condition and a location based on the locate, localization of the lesion in the brain and also a location based on the hemisphere. Now, with regard to onset, there are two types of onset. It's, uh, the condition is either a sudden or traumatic uh, onset, or it could be chronic or progressive. Now, the conditions that would fall on the sudden and traumatic onset would be the conditions, the likes of cerebrovascular accident, traumatic brain injury, Guillain-Barre syndrome, and spinal cord injury while on the chronic or progressive onset, on the other hand, would be conditions such as Parkinson's disease, ALS or amyotropic later lateral sclerosis, multiple sclerosis, and myasthenia gravis. Now, the intervention for the sudden and traumatic onset would fall on uh, restorative intervention. You can have maintain and prevent intervention, you can also have alter and modify intervention. While on the chronic or progressive onset, some of the interventions that you can do as occupational therapist could be maintain and prevent intervention, and you can also have alter and modify intervention as well. Moving on, let's talk about uh, whether the condition is an upper motor neuron problem or a lower motor neuron problem. So in the upper motor neuron, there is an involvement of the brain, particularly on conditions like CVA, multiple sclerosis, head injury, Parkinson's disease, and ALS or amyotrophic lateral sclerosis. Uh, another part of the upper motor neuron is also a spinal cord injury where you have conditions or situations like spinal cord injury, multiple sclerosis, and amyotrophic lateral sclerosis. And the lower motor neuron, on the other hand, you have condi conditions such as the Guillain-Barre and the myasthenia gravis. Now, in terms of the location of the injury or the condition in, in, in when it comes to the brain, uh, the, it just depends on which part of the brain is affected. You can have the uh, frontal lobe can be affected. You can have the parietal lobe, which would be uh, uh, the center for uh, sensory interpretation. Um, you can have the occipital lobe, which would be the uh, center for uh, visual impairment. You can have the cerebellum, which would be responsible for coordination and movement. And then you can have brainstem, where you can have all the cranial nerves. Most of the mostly are coming out uh, from here. And then you can have the spinal cord, 
uh, and uh, you will have some uh, areas uh, affected, particularly on the limbic lobe as well. And you can have the temporal lobe where majority of the hearing gets interpreted. The, there is also, it's also good for you to think about whether the problem is either left brain versus uh, left the right hemisphere or the left hemisphere. So with the left brain, if it is affected, just remember the left brain function is more on the logic, analysis, sequencing. It is linear. Uh, it would be very good at mathematics, language. It deals with facts, thinking in words, uh, words of songs, and computation as well. So all the logical part and the systematic part of the brain is the left side. While the right brain, on the other hand, is the center where it affects creativity, a person's imagination, holistic thinking, intuition, the motor skills of the arts, the rhythm and the beats, those nonverbal communication skills, the feelings, visualizations, the tune of the tong uh, uh, songs, and some daydreaming as well. So we are now moving on and we'll now have an overview of neurological conditions. So stroke is a very popular one. It is a vascular uh, insult that causes lesion to the brain resulting on neurological deficits. Now, when somebody has a stroke, the prognosis would mean that it depends on the localization and the size of the lesion, uh, where the bigger uh, lesion leads to more problems and prognosis would not be as good as compared to lacunar infarcts. The age of the client is also a factor, prior health history. Now, the course of recovery within the first 72 hours and within the first two weeks will be the most crucial part to look at in stroke. A traumatic brain or head injury is an injury resulting from a traumatic event that causes a direct or indirect damage to the brain. Now, the prognosis, uh, like stroke, the age will have a factor in a person's prognosis the size and location of the injury, the type of injury, and then the level of consciousness at the time of injury as well, and the length of person being in coma. Parkinson's disease is a progressive degenerative disease. It is characterized by the generation of the dopaminergic neurons in the substantia nigra that is deep in the brain. The prognosis here is uh, it is progressive condition and there is a person would have slow deterioration. Amyotropic lateral sclerosis is a degenerative disease that destroys the motor neurons in the cortex, the brainstem, and the spinal cord. Here, the prognosis, it is actually, it's very, it's fatal and the lifespan would last for up to three years. Um, after the diagnosis of ALS. Multiple sclerosis is also a progressive disease with gradual onset that is characterized by demyelin demyelinization or the destructive of the myelin sheets that cover the nerve fibers within the central nervous system. The prognosis is, this one is rarely fatal, but, and, but the lifespan varies depending on how frequent and how severe the exacerbations are. Spinal cord injury is a traumatic event that results in the damage to the spinal cord. 
Now, there could be laceration or transection, there could be puncture, or there could be compression of the spinal cord. It can either be considered as a complete lesion or incomplete lesions or transient lesions as well. Okay. Now, the prognosis for spinal cord injury is uh, people would have normal life expectancy due to the advancement of medical and technological uh, advances. Myasthenia gravis is a rare long-term condition that causes muscle weakness. It is most commonly affecting, it commonly affects the muscles that control the eyes, the eyelids, facial expressions, chewing, swallowing and speaking, but it can affect most parts of the body. It can also, uh, it can affect people of any age, but it typically starts in the women under 40 and men over 60 years old. People with myasthenia gravis have a regular life expectancy. So what do you need to do once you have seen patients with neurological conditions as an occupational therapist? First step is first you need to seriously and simply, not seriously, first you need to simply establish the baseline abilities of the person. You need to know the person. What are their roles? What are their habits? What are their responsibilities? After knowing who the person is, it is very helpful for you to, number two, establish home setup. What are, what's the physical setup of the home environment? What are the equipment that's available and what social support is available for the person? Third, you have to formally establish their current activities of daily living abilities, so current ADL abilities, and you need to use a certain outcome measure for this. And being biased on the outcome measure, I would recommend that you use CARE measure, Cambridge ADL and Rehab measure. Now, next thing after establishing what their current abilities are is you need to inform you know, the team and you need to have a good team collaboration so that you can jointly work together to establish what the treatment plan is. And when you are assessing technically, you want to know, you have to have an occupational assessment or ADL assessment. It is very essential regardless of the condition. Okay. It needs in the environmental setup needed to be established. Uh, you need, again, to establish the activities of daily living. And in terms of the assessment, after all of those top-down approaches, you need to know what the symptoms are. You need to be familiar with the neurological symptoms. Now, the functional scores will formalize their cur current abilities, and it is very helpful, and it will monitor, it will help you monitor progress as well. When it comes to intervention, so you've done the assessment, the next intervention that you need to do, just remember that your focus is activities of daily living, and this is personal care, okay? So you need to either restore it or you need to modify, you need to compensate if needed, but if there's room for improvement, try and resolve, uh, resolve all of those physical impairment as well. But work on, don't forget about working with person's ADL abilities. Now, you can work on sensation. If it's impaired, then try and restore it. Cognition, get them to process a few things. Uh, cognitive retraining. 
you will be uh, coming across with perceptual difficulties. If you have perceptual problem, all you need to do is perceptual retraining. If you have movement problem, motor concerns, the treatment would be motor retraining. If you have fine motor control issues, all you need to do is fine motor control retraining. If you have problems with upper limb motor control, the intervention would mean upper limb motor control. If there is seating problem, what you need to do is either postural control management or seating management. So it's very simple, isn't it? What's the problem? And then you just convert that problem and make a solution for that. If there is an emotional or psychosocial concern, then your concern would be psychosocial retraining okay, or psychosocial support. Then you can also have uh, any level of uh, education that you can provide to your clients. Now, with regard to problem identification and goal and discharge planning, again, always prioritize, always identify the ADL abilities because occupational therapists, nobody else should be focusing on this or this is the core and the bread and butter of what we do. So that is our main priorities, their ADL abilities. Now, you can work with the goals that are within your control. So the ADL abilities, a person, just remember, a person's ADL abilities will determine the discharge outcome of your case. For example, if a person is independent, then they can just go straight home. If they can be independent but with some difficulty, then some of the outcomes could mean that they can be discharged home with adaptive aids. But if they need a little bit of support, they can be discharged home with a level of support. And you can name it, whether it's carers or reablement care or optimization team. Uh, but definitely uh, home with support. And mind you, the support does not necessarily have to come from social services. It can also come from uh, their family as well. And a person can be discharged with support and with equipment as well. Or a person can be discharged with support, with equipment. But if there's an ongoing need for them to uh, have some therapy and some rest, there's a restorative uh, demand, then you can be discharged with therapy follow-up. Or it can be discharged with therapy follow-up plus equipment. Or therapy follow-up plus support. Therapy follow-up plus support and equipment. If all of those things are not possible, you know, with the person being discharged with support, equipment, and therapy follow-up, if they're not safe to do that, then the person needs to go to a non-acute facility, or they might call it the rehab facility, or a specialist rehab facility, if particularly a person gets to have the spinal cord injury or a head injury, so they don't necessarily have to... Uh, they may not be suitable in going to just a regular uh, rehab facility. So there you go, guys. That is our overview on some neurological conditions and neurological impairment. And I hope you uh, get familiar with the terminologies and some of the conditions and how we can identify some problems with neurological impairment. I hope you learned a little something. If you liked it, just pass on the knowledge and the information to others. Just remember, anything you do matters. 
end has an outcome. Until next time, bye!